Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday. We're looking at Isaiah chapter 2 verses 1 to 5, the Old Testament reading for the first Sunday in Advent, that season of the church year when we think about our Savior's first coming into the world and we also, because of that, are preparing for his return on the last day. Well, Isaiah was inspired to write, This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. My dear friends in Christ, remember here that Isaiah had said, in the last days the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills and all nations will stream to it. He was saying that the Lord's temple has been established. And by the Lord's temple here, he's talking about the church He's talking about God's believing family, those believers who are still here in this life, those who have died, those who are with the Lord in heaven, of course. But he's talking about the Lord's temple, that church, and by the grace of God, we're people who belong to that church of God, to the Lord's temple. Well, Isaiah said, many people will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. Well, here it's talking about some that say, come, let us go. But tragically, what we have to recognize is that there are so many people, and tragically it is the vast majority of people in this world who don't want to go to the Lord's temple who aren't interested in the Lord's temple. But the Lord's temple, God's church, it does also attract many people. Now, admittedly, it, it, it's a large group, but still it's ultimately a small group, a remnant in comparison with the larger group of those who don't want to be in God's believing family. But many people are attracted to that believing family of God because what do we have in that family of God? Well, we have peace with God. We have the forgiveness of sins. We have the confidence that one day we're going to be with the Lord forever in heaven. Now, 
many people are are attracted to that and and are encouraged to forgive one another because of what we have in Christ our Savior. Well, Isaiah says here, the Lord will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. We are as God's believing children are to look to the Lord for his help and guidance to judge our disputes. And, and of course, in this life, we're going to have our arguments, but we're going to, of course, try not to fight with one another. And we really can look forward to that day, to our Lord's return to judge the world, because then what he's going to do is he's going to separate believers from unbelievers and he's going to take us to heaven where there will never be any fighting ever again. Just think about that. No disputes, no arguments ever again. Isaiah said, they, that is believers, will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation nor will they train for war anymore. In heaven, no more warring activities and those weapons of mass destruction that we have in this world. Well, he's talking about weapons back then. He says they're going to be turned into farming instruments. And oh, think of nuclear warheads and everything like that. Turn that into farming implements. Turn them into things for peace instead of for war. And, you know, there will no longer be any need for us to be concerned or worried about what to do with situations like what's going on over right now in Ukraine or in other troubled parts of the world. There will never be any racial tension or any problems like that ever again. Nothing of that ever again to worry about. Problems that we can expect and know will exist because we're in a sin-filled world right now. Those problems will be there. But we know that when we are taken to heaven, we're going to be taken to something that's going to be so wonderful, it's going to be beyond our wildest imagination. But how can we handle the trials and the troubles that we face in this life right now? I suppose we could all be saying, oh, woe is me, this is horrible, this is terrible. But remember that what the Lord does, what the Lord's temple does, is it gives to us perfect peace. And we can have that perfect peace we can say that even now as we live in this sin-troubled world. And maybe, oh, just an example from the life of our Savior that, that teaches us that we do have that peace right now. Oh, remember on one occasion, Jesus and his disciples, they were crossing the Sea of Galilee. And, well, the Bible tells us that Jesus was tired and so he went to sleep in the stern of the boat while the disciples were crossing the sea and then this terrible storm came up and, and the disciples all felt like they were going to be all drowned in the, in the Sea of Galilee. And 
they went to Jesus to wake him up, but there he was peacefully, calmly sleeping in the back of the boat, in the stern of the boat. And that's because, well, he entrusted himself to the care of his heavenly father, and he knew he was safe and secure. Despite the fact that there were the wind and the waves, despite the fact that, humanly speaking, they could have been shipwrecked. and But still he had that perfect peace that you and I also can have in our Lord Jesus. We can have that same perfect peace. Now Jesus had it. We can react to life in the same way that, you know, there can be that COVID around us and there can be all kinds of trials and troubles and aches and pains and, and unrest, that can be all around us, but yet what we can do is entrust our souls to the Lord's care and know that we have perfect peace in Him. The problems and troubles of this life, they're still going to be around us. That's a fact. This is a sinful, sin-troubled world. But in Christ, we really have nothing to worry about. As Martin Luther said in his hymn, A Mighty Fortress, he said, And do what they will, hate, steal, hurt, or kill. Though all may be gone, our victory is won. The kingdom is ours forever. Because we have Jesus, we have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and being in God's family. Ultimately, that means that we have that peace. The Lord's temple, being in God's family, that gives us perfect peace, even while living in a sinful world. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for establishing your church, your temple, by sending Jesus to be our Savior. As we enter this new church year in Advent season, and as we prepare to celebrate Christ's first coming into our world, and as we watch for his return on the last day, help us to live as people whose bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Help us always to join Isaiah in saying, Come, let us walk in the light of the Lamb and enjoy the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding right now in this life and forever with you in heaven. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.